And hello, I'm Terry David Mulligan. This is Tasting Room Radio. We started the journey for this show in a studio in a barn on the Naramata bench. And one of the very first people I reached out to to learn about the business, to discover about myself and where I was living, the Naramata Bench and the Okanagan Valley, about how my wine knowledge could be expanded through interviews, uh, meeting people, having conversations. But one of the people that I knew, not only did I want to talk to, I had to talk to, was Christine Coletta. She was the very first marketing person who you could talk to the wineries through in Vancouver. She was the first one to open up a marketing shop, a PR shop, a management shop, where the wineries could tell their story, and she would tap people like me on the shoulder and say, you should be telling this story. She and her husband, Steve, while we were there, built and opened up Okanagan Crush Pad. The idea being that they wanted to start a winery, but also they realized that there were very few, if any, crust pads winemakers could get their hands on, could, could use the equipment, the barrels, and, and the steel tanks, and, and, and the crushing process. There was nowhere to go in the Okanagan. Everybody was, if you had crushing facilities, it was for your wines only. And so they opened up a, a crushing pad, and top-of-the-line crushing pad. And started to make wines. And what's happened over the years is, because of the 14-year history of Haywire, for example, which has been a huge success, huge success, they also started to make uh, narrative wines and freeform wines, Bizu and Yukon labels. And so now it's a family of wines. They bought Garnet Valley Ranch above them. And up there, they built a small uh, VIP tasting room, 320-acre organic property. They've been making wines on that site up there since 2022. And from Garnet Valley Ranch, you want to keep an eye out for Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. Christine Coletta has become one of the leaders in the Okanagan Valley. So what she's done is she has said goodbye to their original business model and their name, Okanagan Crushpad, and have renamed the production facility to Haywire Winery. 14 vintages. Haywire grew from a tiny virtual wine to the anchor brand in their portfolio with recognition across Canada and in Europe. And the very first samples I ever got sent to me from Okanagan Crush Pad were in test tubes. I love that. It got my attention right away. Here's a conversation with my friend, Christine Coletta. This segment of Tasting Room Radio is brought to you by Unsworth Vineyards in the Cowichan Valley. There's a new chef at the Unsworth Bistro. He's Dan Bain. Come and meet the chef and his culinary talents. And at the same time, you might want to shop for some bubble. Charme de Lille and Charme de Lille Rosé is available in the tasting room. And if you're gifting over the next little while, consider picking up an Unsworth gift card that can be used at the restaurant, the tasting room, and the wine shop. They're convenient, and best of all, they're reloadable. You can find all the details at unsworthvineyards.com. I'm Terry David Mulligan, and this is Tasting Room Radio. Christine Coletta has joined me uh, in her uh, from her vast estate in Summerland, um, uh, and and uh, it's we've it's been a while since we've had a conversation. And um, but I literally started these interviews um, practicing on you, and you were kind enough to put up with it. Um, how are you? You good? I'm 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 great, and I remember those first interviews very clearly. 
What I remember most was that the first wine that I tasted from you came in what looked like test tubes. It was a great yes. package. It was a fantastic package in a box. I think there were four different tubes in there or something. And I thought, well, I better chill these up. I just thought it was so so clever. Um, what do you remember about the launch of, of Okanagan Crosspad and Haywire? I remember that we started with 168 cases of wine. <laughs> and we were so worried that it was such a small amount that we put them in six bottle cases yep. so that we could double the amount of cases that we had. And hence the test tubes that we sent to the media, uh, because we couldn't afford a full bottle of wine for everybody. Sure. So uh, yeah, it was uh, it was uh, two thousand and nine was our first vintage. Exactly. It was um, later in twenty ten that we released uh, the product, and uh, it's been a whirlwind since. I if I had known what I was setting in motion. I would have given my head a bit of a shake because, uh, you know, mm. fast forward to today and the hours that have been put into creating Okanagan Crush Pad, not to mention the the funding. Um, I mean, it's absolutely fabulous, but I had no idea what I was setting in motion at the time. So when we finish this discussion, can we come full circle back to the, that original question? And we'll just wrap, tie up some strings there, if it's OK with you. Yes. Christine Coletta has joined me. I received a wonderful box of uh, Haywire wines, newly labeled, and I, I knew there were th there were plans afoot um, that Okanagan Crush Pad as a as an entity would still remain, but we wouldn't be hearing the term Okanagan Crush Pad near as much as we would be hearing Haywire. The focus is on Haywire, yes. Yes, and we've you know we've really come full circle from our beginning days in 2011 when we opened the facility. Um, we made it significantly larger than we needed for our own production, and and knew that for the foreseeable future we were going to have space for client wine. So we opened up uh, the first sort of official custom crush business in the Okanagan. Yeah. And over the years, we've launched dozens of uh, other wines, uh, wineries successfully, helped them get a good start and uh, a firm footing into the marketplace. Uh, and it's been fabulous. But it's, we've we've grown to the point with our own wines, you need the, Haywire you need being the, the star, that we need the space for ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So this was a way of us marking a sort of a new era or a new chapter um, by changing the name of the winery from Okanagan Crush Pad to Haywire. Sure. And then along with that, we thought it was time to sort of spice it up a bit. And uh, the new new packaging is very modern. It's all, um, uh, you know, different sort of um, geometric shapes and super bright and colorful. And the only thing that's remained intact is the Hayward word mark, if you would, um, which is on the, on the package. Everything else about it has changed. She is Christine Coletta. Uh, she's co-founder of Okanagan Crush Pad and Haywire. Now, there's vintage bub. There's a reserve bub. There's the bub bub. How many bubs <laughs> yes. are there? Four? Well, there's there's four. Yeah. And we actually dropped the pink bub from the lineup about three years ago. And the outcry from our customers <laughs> was immense. And uh, I think back to Trudy Heiss trying to get rid of... Uh, Aaron Feltzer or Oxawa and, and having this massive backlash from our customers and telling me, you know, you, <laughs> you start something, you've got to see it through. So by popular demand, we made another run of um, a pink bub and it's 
absolutely delicious. It's a one-off. We made 250 cases. We'll sell it from the winery. And there's a few people in Vancouver that are going to carry it, but it will be on very limited release. Uh, what is the construction of the pink bub, please? It is um, Pinot Noir and Chardonnay and a little bit of um, white or a little bit of red wine to give it the color. Okay. And what pink do we want? We want a beautiful pale pink. Uh, 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 it seems like anything that's pink is in high demand right now from gin, uh, coolers, spritzers. Uh, pink is it. Yeah, there's been some uh, unfortunate pink uh, attempts from people who never were in the pink business, who probably <laughs> badmouthed the pink business. And we embraced it. Uh, Meg Mulligan is the pink specialist. She drinks pink uh, yeah. 12 months a year. Rosé, delicious, Whatever. sparkling wine with a little bit of uh, red wine um, to color it and give it a bit of uh, uh, flavor and depth. Beautiful. Uh, I love Christ it. Christine Colletta, do you, know, do you know your price points? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my job. It's around $30. Uh, thank you. Just around, uh, even if the just around is good by me. Pink yeah, Bob I, is I'm, I'm terrible at that. Okay. Pink Bob. Uh, the Gamay Rosé. Now, first of all, you're combining two things. I love Gamay. I'm a crazy Gamay hound, and you taught me about Gamay. You did. You schooled me on Gamay and the Rosé. So a Gamay Rosé is a win-win. Yes. Uh, uh, steel tanks. Uh, there's yes. structure here. There's there's um, there's uh, a. It's hard to say this, but there's there's a Gamay Rosé has a sort of a texture that I love. I may be fooling myself, but that's that's what, what comes to mind. Well, we are big Gamay fans, and uh, we have been making a Gamay wine since uh, 2010 uh, from Seacrest yeah. Mountain Vineyard. Yeah. And then we also have growers up north, and then we have some new growers in Summerland as well. I think Gamay is starting to grow in popularity. There were just a handful of wineries that were really focusing on it. Blue Mountain, famously so. Right. Um, I think they really did a lot of work to put Gamay on the map in the Okanagan. And um, and I love it. And I love it for rosé and table wine. And we always have this struggle every year with the limited amount of uh, Gamay uh, that comes into the cellar, which will go to rosé and which goes to table wine. So it's an annual dilemma because we love both of those wines so much. How much Gamay of Rosé did you make? Uh, we made uh, this past year, we usually make about 750 cases uh, of Gamay Rosé and then about 1,200 cases of Gamay Table Wine. Does it not want to get next to the concrete? It's not a, a concrete driven? Uh, the Definitely it is, yes. Um, most of the wines that we make are made in concrete unless... There is something um, such as a rosé that uh, you know benefits more from stainless steel. Stainless steel, okay. Um, right. Yeah, but most of our wines do see concrete at some yes, point. Yes, your raspberry is there, your strawberry is there for you, strawberry raspberry people. But there's balance and structure. And um, and did I ask you the price point of the Gamay rosé? That I know it's twenty four ninety nine. Twenty four ninety nine, honey. <laughs> Not twenty five, but twenty four ninety nine. One more, the Pinot Gris. Uh, from Switchback. Yes. I like the fact that you actually tell us where it's from, that wonderful yes. Switchback vineyard of yours. Uh, concrete, yes. um, 11 months on the lees, which requires, I would imagine, some serious, somebody is assigned to stirring. 
Well, that would be Nat Dumain, um, who, you know, his job is to keep a sort of a hands-off uh, approach to the wines, yet uh, hover over them, yeah. uh, like a mother watching a child take the first few steps. Yeah. Uh, let's see if they'll make it on their own, but be there to prop them up if uh, if need be. We usually make about a thousand cases of the Switchback Pinot Gris every year. It is twenty nine ninety nine, not thirty twenty nine ninety nine. And this is really the wine that started it all for us because we sure. um, we this is the wine that we made one hundred and sixty eight cases from. Yeah, in but, our but this, uh, but this wine paid the bills as well. It helped because we were yes. buying it late lock, stock, and barrel. Um, um, I love the fact that you mentioned. Um, and have mentioned previously about cellar this wine. Peter Gris. Peter Gris literally goes in the back seat or in the front seat, whatever, and you get home and you you chill it, or if it's already chilled, you just open it up and drink it. The idea of cellaring Pinot Gris is crazy. What happens to that Pinot Gris in the bottle? Well, I've opened up recently some 2009 and some 2010 Switchback Pinot Gris that I have in, in my collection, and it is sound. The, the 2009 is just starting to turn a little bit now, but I think that people here give uh, Pinot Gris a bad rap. Yeah. Um, most of the time, people will buy a bottle of wine, and it doesn't survive longer than an hour from the time they purchase it to the time they get it home and consume it. Yes. And so I, I'm urging people to start thinking about Pinot Gris in a different way. And not all Pinot Gris are age-worthy, but ours certainly is. And though I haven't tried it recently, I can imagine that the the Pinot Gris from Phantom Creek is probably made in the same style and is probably something that you can revisit uh, several years from now and find that it's incredibly sound. So buy two cases, enjoy one of them now. But you have to, hide, the yeah, but, but you have to hide the other one. You can't just yes. walk by it every day. No, no, you got to hide it. You've got to actually hide it and kind of forget about it, but don't completely forget about it. Otherwise... You'll, you'll right. find it 20 years later, and you'll be very disappointed. She is Christine Coletta. Uh, she's co-founder of Okanagan Crush Pad and Haywire and all that came from that initial founding. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about the Chardonnay, the Gamay, and the Pinot Noir from Haywire. This is Tasting Room Radio. Stay with us. This segment of Tasting Room Radio is brought to you by Unsworth Vineyards in the Cowichan Valley. There's a new chef at the Unsworth Bistro. He's Dan Bain. Come and meet the chef and his culinary talents. And at the same time, you might want to shop for some bubble. Charme de Lille and Charme de Lille Rosé is available in the tasting room. And if you're gifting over the next little while, consider picking up an Unsworth gift card that can be used at the restaurant, the tasting room, and the wine shop. They're convenient, and best of all, they're reloadable. You can find all the details at unsworthvineyards.com. This segment of Tasting Room Radio is brought to you by Mount Boucherie Estate Wines. Very much a part of the portfolio at Mount Boucherie is Modest Wines. Their fourth vintage in a row is just being released. The original idea for these wines was to have a house red and a white for their restaurant, the Modest Butcher at Mount Boucherie. Best of all, these wines became incredibly popular and a whole new series took off. Number four, Orange, The Odd Couple, Zed's Dead, The Crimson Crusader, which is a Carmenere, by Jove, San Giovese, The Elder Vicar, The Eye of the Partridge, and there's so many more. The mantra at Modest Butcher and Mount Boucherie Estate is to celebrate wine, food, and laughter with an unpretentious yet professional vibe. All the details can be found at mountboucherie.com. 
And welcome back. I'm Terry David Mulligan. She's Christine Coletta. By the way, we're recording this on a Zoom uh, video. It's like television. Uh, it's going to be uh, posted on the Terry David Mulligan YouTube channel so that you can see Christine Coletta in all her glory. I would have done hair and makeup if I'd known that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I would have supplied hair and makeup if I'd been there. Speaking of being there, I've been asked to be one of the judges at the uh, Lieutenant Governor Awards. Two, three, Excellent. four, five. And I noticed that your tasting room is going to be opening April 6th. Yes, I hope you drop by. We are currently putting the millwork in, which is always a big moment. And then countertops, and then we're ready to roll. I would need an invite, official invite from like some sort of hierarchy there. You just can't well, consider it consider it um, issued. And um, And the tasting room is... Much larger, grander. What is it? Yes, uh, it. I wouldn't call it grand. Grand. I would call it comfortable, modern, fresh. Yes. And uh, and uh, we want people to relax. And the idea is that we're going to serve people tableside rather than having them belly up to the bar as we did in the old days wow. in the Okanagan. Many people are moving to a new format of table service, and we're really thrilled that we now have the indoor space to do that. Did you keep anything from the COVID lockdown uh, principles that were applied where people were doing tours or they were getting uh, small group uh, classes or wi uh, winemakers were, were giving walk arounds or wh whatever? Have you kept any of that? Well, we did a lot of Zoom tastings, virtual tastings sure. over COVID. And it's interesting because I, I'm beginning to discover that anything that everyone did during COVID, they no longer want to do. Okay. So they want to get back out there. They want to meet people in real time, in person. They want to experience places. We're we're expecting in the Okanagan and in Summerland in particular a very robust tourism year this year. Uh, we do believe that everyone went to Europe last year, and we forgive them for that. But it's time now for them to return to Summerland and enjoy what we have here. And I think that um, it's... Uh, yeah, it will be very interesting to okay. see what happens. But people want to get back out there. Okay, so April 6th, it's a date? It's a date. Uh, at this point, it's down to the liquor control and licensing people. Okay. You know, because they have to make sure that we're not going to do anything nefarious. Don't make me stalk you. Thank you. <laughs> the Chardonnay. Where is my yes. Chardonnay? Chardonnay, please. Oh, by the way, this is, Love the, this is the label that we're talking about. This is, yeah. By the way, the top is, there's nothing glamorous there, but no. this is what we're talking about, these figures and stuff, cartoon characters, kind of, um, the Chardonnay. And, and, you know, info in the back, if you need such yes. a thing. The Chardonnay is 12.5. Um, I, think, I think that info is for my benefit, because I can't remember <laughs> the details of every single wine. Well, I wrote, um, I wrote min there's minerality in it, which I've always loved. Um uh, which is part of our soil, our, our terroir. There's structure and there's texture. It's a Chardonnay. It has texture. What's going on here? Well, that's the concrete tanks. Um, that is exactly the descriptors of this wine that you just shared with us is exactly what concrete does. Uh, beautiful mid-palate, minerality, texture. Uh, I think... I really have to work with our winemaker, Matt Dumaine, to make sure that every tasting note doesn't just say, wow, amazing texture. <laughs> but that is kind of a uh, a signature mark, if you would, of the concrete tanks. 
Like if you if you get a Chardonnay with mouthfeel, you linger, you linger on that Chardonnay. You, you don't you're not gulping this. This is not just you know bang one down another. You take your mm-hmm. time with a wine like that because you know it's been well made. It's it's got some beautiful characteristics. And I think it's also possible to make uh, a beautiful classic uh, Chardonnay that isn't uh, oak influenced. Um, and I have nothing against oak. It's, there's lots of uh, my fellow wine winery owners that are doing an amazing job sure. of beautiful, buttery, oaky Chardonnays. So we felt we'd go in a different direction. Jack Meyer has actually started naming the forests where his barrels are coming from. <laughs> Specific forests on the back on the label. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do better than him. I'm gonna name the concrete tank supplier, <laughs> <laughs> Nico Vallo from Italy. Wow, Sonoma Cast Stone from California. Can't we make our? And own? then my husband made my husband made uh, nine concrete tanks a couple of years ago. Wow. So it, we'll we'll have to call that the Steve Lorney Collection, concrete collection. She is Christine Coletta. Uh, she's co-founder of. Okanagan Crush Pan and Haywire and all that came from that initial founding. When when Jason and I were uh, traveling with Hollywood and Vines, we went to uh, the wine valley outside of Ensenada, Guadalupe. And th- they they wanted more of the young farmer kids to become winemakers. And so they took over an old uh, uh, olive oil factory. And so the olive oil factory had square, <laughs> square um, uh, bins uh, that were four feet across and five feet deep and really, really like pools, small pools. And they said, make it in here, in concrete. And and if it's drinkable at the end of your course, you don't have to pay for the course. And that's, oh, when, nice. I, that, that's when I first started thinking about concrete as a, as a means to an end. Yes, and I first uh, came across it in Chile in some of the older um, wineries there. Uh, they were using concrete before stainless steel wow. was readily available and, and and affordable. Okay, so the Chardonnay, how much? What's the price point, please, Miss? It's uh, twenty eight ninety nine. You did you cheat? It, <laughs> how do you know that? Okay, I, I do know that. Okay. The Gamay, I love the Gamay. You know, and I've I've said this before, and I'll say it once again. Uh, you were my go to gamay mentor you all you yes. had to, you only had to mention it a couple of times said you really should take take a moment to to try this gamay i love gamay and i think it's of all of the varietals that are grown in the okanagan we i know mm-hmm. i know we love catfrock we're great on catfrock but gamay is it is the deal mm-hmm. is the real deal and how and, i uh, think so yeah what, and uh what did you it want your is, gamay to be? What what, what kind of gamay? Because well, um, I think that gamay in the Okanagan, I, I think it expresses itself really in a lovely way. Um, it's not an overly difficult grape to grow. Yeah. Uh, it's to me, it's in the classification of Pinot Noir. Uh, it's got a lighter, um, you know, juicier profile than some of the other bigger reds that we grow here. And I just think that the climate is really suited for it. We want ours to be sort of um, naked, if you would, no makeup on it, Um, you know, no manipulation. Uh, We don't put a heavy hand to it as we, you know, would do with our other red wines in the portfolio, Haywire portfolio. And it's just really beautiful and elegant. And uh, 
fresh and lively and juicy. Am I imagining the herbs in there? Is it just me, my mind playing games with me? No, I believe that you'll find that. I find a lot of the, um, you know, there's sort of a sagey, grassy that's, that's uh, us. composition. That's us. Uh, it's yeah. it's us, right? That's what we do. Yep. Um, I love this gamut. Long finish. It's beautiful. Uh, price point, please, for those of us. Twenty eight ninety nine. Oh come. <laughs> okay. How Cheap. Much, how, how so many, affordable. How many, how many cases? Uh, we made uh, thousand cases. Good on you. Good yeah. on you. That's a number good for me. She is Christine Coletta. Uh, she's co-founder of Okanagan Crush Pad and Haywire. This segment of Tasting Room Radio is brought to you by Mount Boucherie Estate Wines. Very much a part of the portfolio at Mount Boucherie is Modest Wines. Their fourth vintage in a row is just being released. The original idea for these wines was to have a house red and a white for their restaurant, the Modest Butcher at Mount Boucherie. Best of all, these wines became incredibly popular and a whole new series took off. Number four, Orange, The Odd Couple, Zed's Dead, The Crimson Crusader, which is a Carmenere, by Jove, San Giovese, The Elder Vicar, The Eye of the Partridge, and there's so many more. The mantra at Modest Butcher and Mount Boucherie Estate is to celebrate wine, food, and laughter with an unpretentious yet professional vibe. All the details can be found at mountboucherie.com. This segment of Tasting Room Radio is brought to you by Mooncursor Wines in a Soyuz. From January 3rd to April the 27th, Monday to Friday, 10 to 5, it's sales only at the winery. Uh, just one last thought. Wasn't this the year you were going to join the wine club at Mooncursor? Just give them a call at the winery, or you can find all the details about the winter hours at mooncursor.com. We're halfway through our conversation with the co-founder of Okanagan Crush Pad and Haywire. It's Christine Coletta. She has gone on to become not only one of the leaders of wines in the West, B.C., the Okanagan Valley, but one of the spokespersons, one of the people to be counted on to sell Canadian wines around the world. Christine Coletta is our guest on Tasting Room Radio. And we yeah. finish with the Pinot Noir, which is quite a story at, at uh, Haywire and Okanagan yes. Crossbed. This beauty. Uh, 2021. Yeah. They're all 2021s, by the way. Uh, this is, it's the one wine that I really sat myself down and said, take your time, take your time. Don't, don't, don't go crazy. Take your time. And I did. I found a spot, nice, an hour in which to just uh, contemplate it. Um, mm -hmm. um, it's from four vineyards. Are some of them at Garnet Valley? Yes. Okay. So we're getting Pinot Noir from uh, Garnet Valley, uh, Summerland, uh, the neighbor, my neighbors across the street grow Pinot Noir for us. And then up north uh, near uh, Cedar Creek, we also get some from that area as well. Um, are, so they, we've, are they blended you know, individually and then put together? Yes. What he does is he keeps everything separate and then he blends it together. Um, uh, he also uses Pinot Noir for um, champagne base, sparkling sure. wine base, sure. and uh, for rosé. And he also uses it, obviously, in our various Pinot Noir levels, because we have vineyard-designated Pinot Noirs and then the Haywire Pinot Noir, which is a combination of vineyards. Well, it's a champ, this one. It's really delicious. Wow. I We sell a lot of that wine in the UK, and uh, I presented to them the old package, which was 2020, or the new package, 2021, and they leapt on the new packaging. And uh, they've actually it got it was delivered to them in January, and they've sold it through. 
already. So we'll we'll be sending another pallet. Uh, congratulations, because I know that you, that was a a focus for you is to is to raise your profile in in, in the UK. Um, yes, I wrote down concrete tanks. I assume they're there. Um, I wrote down um, uh, light tannins. But I wrote down semi-chewy. Now, that's crazy because mm. you can't, you, you're either chewy or you're not chewy. You can't be halfway there. But uh, it would have been a long day. Maybe I'm. <laughs> Probably has a little more grip than yeah. previous okay. uh, right. previous vintages would. It sells for twenty seven ninety nine. Thank you. Um, we make about 1,500 cases of it. We try and make as much as we can. Pinot Noir is in hot demand yeah. in the Okanagan. Sure. And what's been happening is that people will be buying up vineyards and uh, and then those grapes are no longer available to you, yeah. which is why we planted Garnet Valley as 70% planted to Pinot Noir. We'll get to Garnet Valley in just a second because that's where I mm -hmm. wanted to conclude. But what was the feedback in the UK? What did they like about our Pinot Noir? They like the fact that it's juicy, fresh, lively, mm. Um, uncomplicated mm. and and still elegant and refined. Um, they love the idea that there's no oak influence and uh, and that you can still get the structure and the complexity of uh, from concrete without using oak. Okay. Uh, and now Garnet Valley. Um, I'm, I saw this note about the VIP visitors to the Garnet Valley Ranch. Uh, there's some accommodation up there as well. What's your plan for Garnet Valley? Well, Garnet Valley is a 320-acre property. It's organic certified, the entire site. And we have uh, about 50 acres of grapes planted right now. It's above you. It's 10 minutes away from the Okanagan Crush Pad Haywire Winery. Okay. And uh, so it's a nice, uh, easy drive. We have eight acres of organic vegetables. We have lavender farm. We have beehives. We have a pond. It's a full working farm. Uh, and it's just a beautiful place. We don't have any neighbors. So when you're out there, you're in the wilderness and well, you've there's got nothing neighbors. surrounding you. have got coyotes. <laughs> Do we ever? Yeah. <laughs> we have coyotes. We have bears. We have cougars. Um, and, of course, lots of marmots. Uh, but uh, we also have three great Pyrenees now. Yes. Uh, to patrol and protect. And, and your plan is to take visitors there? We built a little visitor center there. It's about 1,500 square feet, and um, we're taking people up there. We're, our future plans are to license the property. We have a manufacturing area. We made wine there this year, and we are applying for a license. Um, with any luck, that'll come through in the fall, and we can start uh, um, bringing people to the site. But it is not a year-round site. Uh, the road in is... Um, once you get onto our property, the road in is probably about two kilometers long. And so it's a real ordeal to plow that in, uh, in the wintertime. So we uh, will be operating that uh, spring, summer, and fall. Wow. It's I, a gorgeous spot. I mean, oh, no, honestly. I've, I've only seen photos, but my goodness, it's beautiful. Well, we'll change that when you okay. come up in April. Right. Uh, what's the price point on the Pinot Noir? Uh, the twenty seven ninety nine. Thank you. We'll be right back with the conclusion of this conversation with Christine Coletta at Okanagan Crush Pad Haywire. This time, we're going to talk about the big stuff. This segment of Tasting Room Radio is brought to you by Mooncursor Wines in Asoyos. 
from January 3rd to April the 27th, Monday to Friday, 10 to 5. It's sales only at the winery. Uh, just one last thought. Wasn't this the year you were going to join the wine club at Mooncursor? Just give them a call at the winery, or you can find all the details about the winter hours at mooncursor.com. This segment of Tasting Room Radio is brought to you by Hillside Winery on the Narramatta Bench. Happy to let you know that the Tasting Room will be open for the season March the 15th. Sales Monday to Friday from 10 to 4. The Wine Shop Monday to Friday, 10 to 4. The Bistro will also open March the 15th. Lunch from 11.30 to 2.30 and dinner from 5 to 9. With the brilliant work of the chef, Evan Robertson. Make your plans, friends. It's going to be a busy season. For all the details, just go to hillsidewinery.ca. Let me come full circle now, Chris Coletta. I wrote down at the top of my notes, Chris Coletta, co-founder, co-owner. And you corrected me and said, no, I'm just co-founder. <laughs> What's going on? I'm still co-owner along with my husband, Steve, and our handful of shareholders. Um, but uh, I'm trying to take a step back in terms of letting uh, younger, more enthusiastic people with fresh ideas come in and uh, take over the day-to-day operations of the business. And uh, um, I'm, I'm going to be around to guide them and help them. But I I can see that uh, in the not-too-distant future, I can see that Steve and I won't be putting in the 60-hour work weeks that exactly. we've been doing. Exactly. Time to do something else. We actually have 15 grandchildren, and some of them have grown up without our involvement, <laughs> and we have to change that. Something else uh, that'll keep you. Are they around you, or do you have to travel the world in order to see? We have to travel to them. We have some in Victoria and Vancouver, and then some in Calgary. Any in? Mil- but they come to us. They any, love coming here any, in the summertime. Any, any in Mill Bay? No, they're in Oak Bay, so okay. they're in a bay. All right, fine, fine, yeah. okay, all right, fine. <laughs> yeah, but well, they love coming here in the summertime. They get to ride tractors and, you know, shoot rifles at pop cans and all the fun things that kids like to do all right here's your last question and it's an overview and i i, I would um, i'm all ears uh we first met in 2007 um and that, that's many years since uh well it's 15 16 years and and uh-huh. and here we are with an okanagan uh, uh post-covid 2023 do you are you comfortable with the changes do you like the changes in the valley an overall v- overview of just and BC Wine in particular, what do you think? How are we doing? I think we're doing really well. I started working in wine in 1990 when I joined uh, as the as the founding executive director of the BC Wine Institute. There were 16 wineries then, and the wine was kind of dodgy. I really had to work hard to get uh, restaurateurs and private retailers, sure. which there were only a handful of, to carry the wines and take them seriously. So, you know, as an industry, we've worked incredibly hard. You know, I think of Harry McWaters at Sumac Ridge, the Heises at Grey Monk, uh, Ben Stewart and his brother Tony, uh, the Kruger family. Uh, I mean, it's just, you know, and then another generation came forward, Sandra Oldfield and Ken Oldfield. And, um, you know, I look back on all the people that have worked tirelessly to get this industry into the place it's at today making it possible for there to be now close to, I believe it's 200 wineries. I've lost count. I really have, but it's, uh, I'm very proud of the wines that we make um, collectively. Um, I think we always have to work at being competitive with the import products. 
But we also have a lot of loyal supporters in in uh, Vancouver, Alberta, and you know various parts of, of uh, British Columbia, and in the Okanagan Valley. People will bring people to visit who are visiting them from out of town, sure. and they're really proud to take them to their local winery. Well, that's my, that's my semi last question, and that is because you you were in the business of knowing who the consumer was. We've started to ask for more than just a wine in a bottle. We're asking for, what are we asking for? Have we have we sharpened up as a consumer? Are we just grabbing and running at a price point? No, I think you really have. I think you want a full experience and you want, uh, consumers want uh, an experience that's memorable and one that resonates with them and that they can they can share the story with. They want um, the story. They, they want, they want the, the story. story. They, they want it. And for us, it's all about sustainability, organic farming, yeah. uh, leaving the land in better condition than what we found it yeah. in, and tr- to staying true to all of those philosophies in everything we do. Uh, one of the reasons for the Black Stelvin uh, on our, um, uh, our new bottles is that we can buy it locally as we need it, we don't have to ship in thousands of units and warehouse them over three or four years. Um, so we've really simplified our packaging. Yeah. Uh, we've gone away from uh, branded boxes to just plain craft boxes because it uses less ink and it's less processing. Yeah. And so everything we do, we have to look at to make sure that what we claim we are, which is environmentally friendly, sustainable, and uh, good shepherds of the land, we actually have to back those claims up. Obviously. And I think consumers, when they go to visit people, they want to know those elements of what they're doing, and they want to be bought into it. I hope to see you in April. I hope so. If you don't stop, I'm going to go out on the highway. Well, I have to, and, I have uh, to. I have to taste hundreds of wines. I yeah, I'll just throw a nail I, belt, I, I, belt I, I, down I, I, on Highway I, 97 and stop your car tra- in its tracks. <laughs> I have Meg to protect me. Uh, thank you very much for this. I uh, so much appreciate it. Once again, your website, please. Uh, OkanaganCrushPad.com, and then there's the new Haywire Winery website as well. So just search engine those, and you'll stumble across uh, our websites. Thank you, Chris. Wonderful to chat with you. Thanks for having me. She is the legendary Chris Coletta at Okanagan Crush Pad, now called Haywire. And wherever she goes, we're going to follow. This is Tasting Room Radio. This segment of Tasting Room Radio is brought to you by Hillside Winery on the Narramatta Bench. Happy to let you know that the Tasting Room will be open for the season March the 15th. Sales Monday to Friday from 10 to 4. The Wine Shop Monday to Friday. 10 to 4. The Bistro will also open March the 15th. Lunch from 11.30 to 2.30 and dinner from 5 to 9 with the brilliant work of the chef, Evan Robertson. Make your plans, friends. It's going to be a busy season. For all the details, just go to hillsidewinery.ca.